Welcome back, everybody. We have a special episode today. Today is Friday, September 10th, and loyal listeners know we usually record on Mondays, but today is not Monday. Today's Friday because we have a special guest in our bunker studio. I am here. We have uh, Eric Mutsos. Did I say that right? You did. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. I would think most of our listeners probably know Eric, but uh, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Really glad. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you guys. I've listened to your show before. You guys get into some pretty awesome stuff, some cool movie stuff. That's right. <laughs> we really like to talk movies. If did we, you ever if we talk can avoid talking Inception? coronavirus. Well, did you ever talk about Inception or, or was it uh, Interstellar? I can't remember. It was some kind of space. We haven't gone too deep into... We brought up Inception, I think, but yeah, we haven't really a, done a deep dive on Inception. That'd be a, a fun one. one. That is good. That's a good nature of reality type of a yeah. type of a movie uh, interstellar we haven't really talked about but a uh, couple of the big movies we did was uh, truman show mm. field of dreams and groundhog day mm. so yeah three of know. the greatest yeah those are good ones <laughs> well eric tell us uh, a little bit about why you are up here in utah county and what you've got going on yeah this weekend we're doing um uh, showing a non-essential um actually tonight here in Utah County. Then tomorrow we have a few events that I'll be speaking at. It's a 9-11 kind of everybody coming together Liberty event with Jake Oaks. And so I'll be, I'll be doing that. And then I'm going up north to uh, North Ogden to do a health freedom symposium. And that's all this weekend. So dear listeners, you won't be able to catch Eric for any of those because we're going to post this next week. But what, we, what will have happened is that we will have crossed over the threshold of the 20th year anniversary of 9-11. Mm. So. Yeah, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Or it was Saturday, if you're listening on Monday. What, what are some things you've got coming up in the future? Have you got uh, any other big events that maybe like to Oh, get, just, you know, some or? constitutional events that I'll go and speak at. And, you know, because that's really what I've been trying to do is to just get people to understand what their rights are. It seems like so many people don't even understand that they have God-given rights um, because they were never taught it. I mean, when I was a police officer in Salt Lake City, I started reading a book called The 5,000-Year Leap. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, I've read it. Yeah. Cleon Skousen. And so, and Skousen, he was a police chief. In Salt Lake. For Salt Lake City, yeah. They really didn't like him. No, 1956 (laughs) to 1960. Um, he found some major corruption going on with the mayor at the time, his boss. The mayor of Salt Lake City? Oh, yeah. He oh, was that's, in, that's weird. Yeah, he was in the gambling ring, Okay, as the rumor has it, and, and he found him in the gambling ring. And so that's how um, they, they got rid of Cleon for you know calling <laughs> out the corruption. And that's ironically why they hired him was to clean up the corruption. Well, wow. the only the right kind of corruption. That, yeah, right. That's right. I think he misunderstood <laughs> what corruption he was supposed to clean up. <laughs> so so I, was, uh, I was on maybe a couple years, maybe two, three years, and I was on the bicycle unit. I started reading this book about the 28 principles of, of freedom. And I realized so many things that I had no idea. I didn't understand how inspired the founding fathers were. I had no idea that they patterned a lot of the the constitution, the uh, checks and balances, the the whole structure off of the book of Deuteronomy. I didn't know that. And this is when I was a policeman. This is after I've gone through school. I went, you know, this is after I learned the law. I didn't understand how amazing America really was. And I don't think really any of us do understand. Um, or else we'd be, I think we'd all be raising our voices a lot louder. Um, but that's when, that, that's what I'm trying to say is that they don't teach this stuff. No, it's not. It's, it's, uh, 
purposefully omitted from the public schools. That's right. Yeah. So just for the listeners' sake, give us a little quick overview of what happened to you relative to the police department. I think that's important. I think most of the, the folks out there know that you had a dust up with the the bureaucrats with the administration on the Salt Lake PD. Yeah. And uh, just give us a quick rundown of that one. Well, I just, you know, as I was reading this book, our sergeant on the bike squad, he came to us and said that we need to arrest five people per day. Now, this wasn't just tickets. He wanted five misdemeanors a day. And I was already their number one guy. Out of like 18, 19 bicycle cops on the east and, and the west side, I was their number one producer, okay? Because that's how they, that's how you're kind of judged and that's how you're measured as an officer is based on your stats. Um, like if you wanna go somewhere, if you wanna go to a special squad or if you wanna promote, the first thing they look at is your stats. So, um, and they do that with sergeants too. So these, some of the sergeants, they push these numbers so they can look good as a squad, as a, because right, your sergeant leader. is judged, your sergeant's judged by the aggregate. That's right of his his group. Yes, that's right. Okay, and there's there's layers to this, but I knew in my heart it wasn't the right thing to do, and so I challenged him, even though I was still the number one guy. So it wasn't the idea that I'm challenging him because I'm lazy. Right. It was the fact, like, well, what if uh, the citizens of Salt Lake knew that there was going to, that we had to arrest five of them per shift, or what? Yeah, or what? <laughs> like, or what? Are we gonna now? Are we gonna now get in trouble if we don't have five? Right. And so I challenged him. Yeah. And so I turned in three. <laughs> and um, so that was the way you challenged him. You didn't just verbally say, "Hey, this isn't right." You you basically. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did wanted a, to did see. An I to wanted see to happen. see what would happen. Well, um, he screamed at me. He made me stay after shift. He made me. Um, stay after until I arrested two more people. Wow. Um, I was he one of the guys you arrested? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> um, I didn't do it. Really? I stayed a, an extra hour. Uh-huh. And then he realized I wasn't going to do it. Okay. And then he sent me home. And, and that's kind of the beginning of the end with as far as my reputation to the administrators. Okay. Because now my name was starting to get tarnished within. And I had never been written up. So is that why they purposefully put you front and center at the pride parade? Oh, no, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that it was, so I finally made it over to the motorcycle unit a couple years later. And that was, I had to fight to get on there. Okay. Um, I had to go and tell my story to the deputy chief about what happened. Cause there, there was the, I, I got passed up because they said, oh, well, we heard you're insubordinate, but there's nothing on my file. Okay. Nothing. Just a, it was a inter uh, department. Right. So then when reputation. I talked to the deputy chief, all of a sudden I got a call a couple of days later and I'm now on the motorcycle squad. Okay. Well, they, the motorcycle squad did not want me on there. Wow. So it was like day one, there was this huge battle that I was there. Well, when I got there, we had to do uh, 20 points a day. Well, one ticket is a point or a DUI is 10 points. So we had, the numbers were even more. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to do DUIs because um, I guess I believe in them more than tickets. You know, I still did tickets, but I just was like, you know what? I'm going to just do my job and work hard, which I did. I was their number one guy. Um, within a year, I think, I don't know, I had 160, 170 DUIs. Um, the next guy below me had like 90 so mm-hmm. I was by far their number one guy. So they really couldn't say anything. And then, uh, then I got an, an, uh, an assignment for five of us to celebrate in the LGBT parade. Now, what does that mean? The assi- what was the assignment? What, well, they wanted, us, that, to, that they wanted the big, us to lead. That's what I wanted to know, too. Yeah, that was I, the big to-do that, that got into the news and got you yeah. famous and everything. And Well, infamous, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Utah's biggest bigot. <laughs> um, so... I wanted, among friends. <laughs> I wanted to know what it was. Was it, they call it the, it's like a pizza pie at the front of it where you're kind of clearing out okay. traffic. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's different than actually doing the celebration spins. Like the, the figure eights. The figure eights. That. It looks like you're part of the and show. You're, run, you're running the, the lights and the sirens in synchronization, right? That's everybody's, yeah. everybody's seen that in a parade when you got these great motorcycle cops out there 
driving that's right. driving so in. that's what they want that's what they wanted you to do and i was okay. i felt very uncomfortable because i i don't believe in it it goes against what i believe and i told them i well what i did was just trade spots with another cop when we traded um to do i just wanted to do so his, quietly you're just like under hey. the ground like underground yeah. i hey will you do my security spot or i'll do your security spot you be in the parade yeah. no no problem so okay. we switch then i get an email from the um, about an hour later, an email comes down saying no trading positions. <laughs> and I knew, I knew it was because of They're me. out to get you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why would you say that? That was the smoking gun. Yeah, so anyway, long story short, they took my badge and my gun for discrimination. Okay. And then I was all over national news. Um, did they fire you then? That, they didn't. They, they just put, they you on put me on administrative leave. leave. And then the following Monday is when I resigned. And people always say, well, why didn't you just stay and fight? And you got to understand these people. Like when you're on their list, you don't win. You, you can't win. They would, if they don't get you for this, they're going to get you for that. So there was no legal recourse that you were able to take because you ultimately resigned. I could have. Yeah, I definitely could have sued. Um, but I didn't want to go through that whole process. Well, some people call that brain damage. Like, like if you go through that whole process, you come out physically, mentally scarred because it is a they don't go down easy. They've got all of our tax money mm -hmm. to use against a guy like you to fight you in the courts. Well, and then they'll just say, Hey, here's 50 grand. Shut up. Yeah. And then at the end of it, it's yeah. Not even so they as wear good, you out. It's not even as good as kissing your sister. It's, uh, <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I've got a question. Okay. <laughs> if we can back up to the five arrests, five arrests a day or per shift, did you have to stretch for that or is it pretty easy to go find five, uh, no, five people at the, at the par at pioneer park and the You'd homeless get, shelter it's easy yeah i mean everybody's <clears throat> dude there's so many laws right there's <laughs> right. so many ordinances uh spitting on the sidewalk mm -hmm. you know are these infractions so would you Standing. say most most of those arrests that you guys performed just to hit quotas were just mm. Guys at the park, homeless guys, drug addicts. On our squad, yes. Yeah. Where, where you... On our squad, yes. But see, they get... The, the police department gets federal dollars based on stats. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the year, they get to turn in these stats to show how much crime there is and how much help they need from the feds. So that's another reason why some police departments push numbers so hard so they can get their stats. So, I mean, so they can get their grants. This kind of sounds like budget reporting in the Mormon church. Or any or <laughs> bureaucracy, right? We've got to track attendance I mean, look and at track home teaching. COVID hospital numbers. Yeah, you there know, you go. The you got the CARES perverse money. incentives of the so, hospitals. So I got out. Um, I got out, and it was, it, was, it was really difficult for me and my family because, you know, now I'm on uh, just someone Googles my name, and that's what they see. Mm -hmm. So I tried to get jobs in corporate settings and it was difficult, you know? What have you been doing since then? Um, I got into, I started working for myself in the solar industry. Um, not, not now. Like I, I now have a, a supplement company called Freedom Blends. And, um, but before that, um, I was in the solar industry, uh, just doing door-to-door -door sales. And by the way, you can find all about what Eric is up to by going to Eric Mutsos dot com right yeah that's you, right. you post most of your happenings and i, I saw on your web page a uh, link to these supplements which you're selling right now yeah that's right okay spell mutsos for us it's e-r-i-c-m-o-u-t-s-o-s dot com yeah or you can just go to freedomblends.com cool and so that's that's what i've been doing now um and then just going around trying to just just show people that like we right now in america this is the time to act like, you know, at the very beginning of this whole, you know, a year and a half ago and every, I don't know if you ever heard this, but people would just say things like, well, you just got to have faith. You just got to have faith that it's going to work out. And I'm thinking, well, what does that mean? What does faith actually mean? Or just be patient. This will all be over in two weeks, Four, whatever, days whatever, to spread, wh whatever. To slow the spread. And, and I just had this very, very strong impression that we have to be, we're the answer to this we the people are the answer and i know that sounds just so you know everyone says that but that's it's so true and and i think if if god allows our society to continue on i just hope that this was a wake up call i i hope everything will you know go back to normal i don't think it will 
Um, I think we're in the end of days and I think we're going to see it. And I think we're going to see things that not even the Bible can articulate. Um, however, I hope that we can get back to a place where we'll never, we, we start getting into positions, um, these elected positions to be able to, to stand up for, for our rights and realize what is the proper role of government. Cause people don't understand. People think that the government's in charge of our lives. They really believe that. Right. And this episode has proven that there's a significant segment of the population, which Bobby and I call statists. They think the government is the solution and that we essentially worship the government. We're beholden to the government. Whereas you understand having studied with Skousen, our rights come from God. And the problem is throughout the history of the world, the only way we're able to maintain those rights is by asserting them and exercising and exercising them. them. That's right. Yeah. It's probably worth noting that today being Friday, yesterday, Joe Biden gave probably the most divisive speech I've ever heard in my life <laughs> where he blamed the unvaccinated. He said that governors that don't agree with him, he was going to use his powers as president to get them out of the way. That's a quote. I don't know what powers those are, and I don't know what it means to get, to them, get out them out of the way. way. Do that he, voice you do with uh, he, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Well, I can't do the Cuomo <laughs> do voice for Biden. Biden <laughs> Biden doesn't have enough. Well, that's his thug that's <laughs> behind the scenes. To even manage that. But he also decided that employers with over 100 employees would be forced to force the vaccine onto their employee, employees. And so we're seeing this isn't hypothetical anymore. This this eradication well, of our rights all the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists from last year are being proven right uh, degree by degree step by step everything that everybody's been worried about is now coming it's, to it's pass. now coming to pass yeah and very quickly very 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 quickly yeah. i think it's you know there's a lot of people like you said eric that said oh just be patient this will pass or people who i've heard a lot people saying it's just a mask what's the big deal well, I think you should understand what the big deal is now because we're staring at a really big deal right now. Yeah, and 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 that's why at the very beginning of this that I've been trying to push back and get people to wake up and say, "Hey, hey, hey. Like you guys, this is not good. This is a this is a power huge huge power grab." So, I'm aware of probably three ways that you since the start of 2020, you in particular have been pushing back. And uh, I'd like you to talk to talk about these three things. Number one, you bet you've got a pretty good social media presence, presence, yeah. or maybe had in the past. And Unfortunately, been off. yeah, it's it's shadow banned pretty bad. Like, okay, like my Instagram, you, it doesn't even show up in people's feeds anymore. But you still uh, put it out there, right? Yeah. Or oh yeah. You still use it? Oh yeah. So you've got that. You've done the um, non-essential film, mm -hmm. and I'd like to hear a little bit about that, and then you. Are, are you the guy that started the Utah Business Revival? Uh -huh. Okay. Yep. Tell us about those things. Tell us about... Well, um, social media, I think, is important to be able to share truth. People always say, well, don't put up your personal politics and religion on there. I, I wildly disagree. Mm -hmm. I think that's the exact place for it. That's the reason why we're in a mess is because nobody wanted to... Nobody is comfortable talking about these things. Uh, yeah, there's been a small segment of statists that seem to have created what we call the Twitter mob now, and yeah. they seem to control discourse in that area and all of it's wrong, all of it's That's right. evil. And so we essentially, perhaps because of that mentality, the field has been seeded or given over to those guys. Yeah. And then um, Non-Essential is a film that we did about what, with the Utah business revival. Um, it's really called the Utah revival because I have some really... I have a lot of hope for that um, on what we can do to try to organize because we are not organized as conservatives at all. Um, we're nowhere near as organized as the left is. And I hate even saying left, right, but it's, it's I, guess, I guess I should say this. We're not anywhere near as organized as darkness is because <laughs> right now this darkness is very well organized. And they have, they have, they're 10 steps ahead of the game. Well, it's clear there's an oligarchy that controls the, the media. That's right. And they're, they control essentially the large corporations. Yeah. So we're just on defense right yeah. now. They've been, they've been very effective at dividing That's and right. conquering. And not even very good defense. I mean, the defense is being farmed out to individuals like you. Yeah, it's awful. Like you don't have it. You don't have the GOP or anything like that playing 
defense on no. a national or even a state level. No, I mean you'll see you'll see like after yesterday, then you see some state leaders or you know representatives calling out Joe Biden. Okay, well why aren't we calling out the people that are using Joe Biden? Why aren't they calling out the true uh, enemies? Because Joe Biden's just a puppet. To who do you think those people are? The devil. <laughs> Ultimately, okay, yeah. Ultimately. On the hierarchy chart, step down one level. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's globalists. It's people that are, um, they want population control. Mm-hmm. It's clear. Um, it's, it's the, reason why, the reason why we're losing is because we're playing defense and we don't have God on our side like we should. Because, what, what does that mean? What does well, that mean? it means just b- being filled with the principle of revelation in our own lives to be able to use our gifts that we've been given because we're afraid, we're scared. And so we're mostly asleep. And so... You're speaking at the, uh, in general. In general, yeah. Like if we actually... a lot of good people if we're act, Yeah, but if we actually were putting our faith in our creator, you know, for example, our immune systems that right. God gave us to be able to fight off viruses. Um, and we put our faith in the creation of the human body versus this science experiment right now. Or the science prior to the year 2020. Whatever. <laughs> then that's when miracles can happen is when we actually turn to God to have him fight our battles. We don't use the priesthood properly. We don't use um, what we actually believe we're just doing what we're told. So are you LDS? Are you uh-huh. an uh, active member? Uh-huh. Okay. How do, do you, to, well, to, to some, to some, some people think I'm apostate now, you know, <laughs> because I'm saying a kind of a different spin on what's happening. People think, you, well. You're getting some pushback from oh, yeah, every war every, and stuff like that? Uh, not so much. But you've so always much, been a controversial yeah, person. Yeah, right? not so much neighbors that say it to me, but a lot of friends that will call me or send me a talk about obedience, right? So it's like people that are have been completely against getting this science experiment. And then all of a sudden they send me this thing and then I'll just naturally say, did you get it finally? <laughs> well, yeah, but we need to talk. Okay, cool. So then, so then the talk always turns out to, hey, I'm, I'm really worried about you. And here's the excuse as to why I, I um, crossed over the boundary lines I had previously set up. Why I folded was because of this excuse. Well, that's... Well, whatever. What, the, the, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's a philosophical topic that we've, we've touched on a little bit, but this idea of personal revelation, which in our... In our all three of us at this table are, are LDS. We're steeped in the tradition and the doctrine of personal revelation. What happens when personal revelation doesn't jive with institutional policy. You right. know, that that's the debate I think that's happening amongst a lot of members. Well, of nobody the wants to talk about it. It's like what does the policy say? Well, the policy says ultimately it's between you and God. Right. In so the, then when you the ultimately handbook. go, yeah, when you ultimately go and ask God and you and you ultimately get an answer, people don't like that. Well, I think it's hard to go and ask God and get an answer. And we we've sort of been dumbed down in in that process and just listen to general conference twice a year go to church on sundays and that's the end of it and i think as individuals especially over the last couple of years we have to learn to i hate to say the words because they've been turned into a marketing ploy but we have to learn to hear him hashtag hear him (laughs) yes we have to learn to hear the voice of god yes for ourselves and that isn't an easy process We've kind of been told it's easy if we just do these checkbox things. Well, but it can it can be easy. I think. Well, I just think if, if you, you understand, well, spirit. If, if yeah, if you understand like how to hear him and but how we, he speaks to you specifically. So we, right, we, we talked a, about this. Quite, we actually deal. have talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, and I'd love to get your take. Um, let me not say it the way the marketing department has said it, but. Tell us about your relationship with God, and what is it that uh, makes you recognize the voice of God in your life? Well, to above, me, above to me, the noise. To me, it's real simple. Um, God, I believe God wants us to become like Him, 
Well, what does that mean? Well, I believe that means that he wants us to think independently. He wants us to act independently. Um, he wants us to be leaders. That's why he's given stewardship over families. We are in a lot of ways, little, um, little kings in embryo, right? Not the king. You have the king of kings. You have the ultimately heavenly father is the, the, the highest, you know, king. And then you have Christ who's the king of kings. And then you have us little K kings. And he's trying to teach us to, in other words, the highest degree of heaven is going to be filled with leaders who know how to make decisions on their own and they don't need to be micromanaged and they're not in, in the highest degree is not going to be filled with followers who need to be told what to do. See, this is really interesting because it brings up the question, does God have a stake president? <laughs> oh <Sorry>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, is in other words, is he taking marching orders? And if we think in that way, like a hierarchy of heaven being like that, are we misunderstanding what it is? Yeah. And, and to me, it's, to me, it's just real simple. It's like, does, is God, is God a micromanager? Is he a dictator? Or does he say, or does he want us to make our own decisions? I mean, that wasn't that the entire plan to begin with? Hey, here's the plan. You're going to go down, you're going to go down to earth and you're going to choose to come back to me. Oh, by the way, you're going to forget everything. <laughs> that was probably the, <laughs> the, the bomb. <laughs> that was probably the bomb dropped on us at the very end. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is great. Oh yeah. By the way, you're going to forget all of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're going to choose to come back to me and the, and the reward is eternal life, right? Well, what was Satan's plan? What was the reward? Do you remember? Glory to him. It, well, the reward was eternal life. It was the same reward. What was it really eternal life? Well, right? it was the, it was a mimic. It was a, so another, what I'm trying to say is that the freedom to choose to come back to God, that is, that is liberty. In other words, um, the heaven is liberty mm-hmm. because you have to be able to choose. People think, well, well, God doesn't make decisions. Oh yes, he does. He makes decisions every day. He yeah, just he just happens to make, make the right decisions. It's those decisions that make him God. That's right. If he did not do that, he would cease to be God. Ex- yeah, you're exactly right. right. Yeah, you're exactly right. So so my relationship with him, I try to think, what would he do? What would he do in this situation? Then I look at Christ's life. What did he do? Did he did he put on a mask when there was leprosy? Well, they didn't have the science. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, like I understand like this is a, this is a really hard topic because it's so divisive. Well, it's um, personal too, right? It's very personal. And, and ultimately if it was vitamin C or exercise or the kingdom of God, you don't force someone to do it. Right. That's the whole point. You don't, even if it's good, you don't force someone to go to church. You don't force them to do this. So even if this science experiment was good, which I don't believe that it is, even if it was good, no, thank you. I'll choose it on my own. That's the whole point. Amen, brother. (laughs) Has there, uh, have there been times where you've, uh, aside from just, you know, struggling with it and, and recognizing based on your perception of God, how he would act. Have you had those strokes of inspiration? Have you had those moments where it's like, oh yeah, I need to do this or look over here and and been, I mean, that's a real thing, right? Well, yeah, of course, you know, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately in this plan and this test is that he doesn't always, uh, it's not always, he, he doesn't always give us the water for our souls when we want it. Right. He wants us to stretch a little bit. I mean, that's, I mean, think about a gardener with, uh, with plants that he doesn't sit and water them all day long. He lets them stretch. He lets the roots stretch. And that's been the hard part for me is that sometimes God will, he kind of goes dark on you, even though he's not dark, he allows those storms to come in for purposes of nourishment. But those storms, those clouds that come in and you can't really see clearly, 
that's the time you're, you're, you're getting the most nourishment. Well, and going back to your, you appear to be a bodybuilder or a, somebody that's in, into know, fitness, maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got the, you've got the muscle analogy, right? And I think uh, Bobby was alluding to this earlier. If you're not using the muscles, how are you going to ever have them? The, 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 this uh, spiritual muscle, this uh, relationship with God is similar to that, I think. That if, if you don't work to exercise that and if you don't seek diligently, as the scriptures say, how can you expect to, in your time of need, have it be clear what God wants you to do. I think he'll be right there by your side, but I think the problem has to do with the signal to noise ratio. And the just because you're in your time of need doesn't mean the devil's going to let up on his uh, interference. So you need to have exercised that spiritual muscle, so to speak, so that you can you know, know what you need to do or understand where you need to be or what you need to think. Yeah. I think well, the, I mean, I, I don't know if it was the story with Brigham Young where they're, their um their horse care it was broken down and like a wheel broke and the guy that he was with was like let's pray and brigham <laughs> young was like we already prayed this morning let's get out and fix the thing it's like so, like faith is action in what we actually believe because you can believe something but if you don't do something with what you believe and i think that's one of i think that's the hard the one of the hardest things that i've seen uh, within our own church is that all the whole time we've been growing up, we've been reading about these scripture heroes, really. Um, Abinadi's and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's and, and it's the same cycle over and over and over. They get to a point where they got to bow down to the government and they choose not to, and they get massive persecution. But who are the guys? It's like I was in elders quorum um, a month or so ago and they went around the room to all the elders and they said, well, who's your favorite scripture hero? And like 90% of them said, Captain Moroni. Really? Well, I think, what would he be doing today? Right. <laughs> would he, what would he be doing today? Do you think that he would be worried about his job? He'd be fighting preemptive he was wars one of, around the world. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain Moroni is one of the best global citizens I've ever known. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think no. I, I'm tracking no. with you. I'm tracking with you, Eric. I think the problem is that we can pe- we get a little the, 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 we get a little jaded because not jaded, just sarcastic. Well, no, okay, sarcastic. People have taken these teachings and twisted them into that faith is action to get the vaccine. Don't you have faith to get the vaccine? Right. I there's mean, a, you called it a science experiment. I think. Well, what else is it? There's uh, a exactly, <laughs> but we're at a, this inflection point in history, this nexus point where a significant portion of the world has been scared into a position. Well, what did the, what did the letter say? It said to, to get vaccinated. And it also said to what, do you remember? It said to wear your mask. Social distance. And, and, and so and it said the, these ex- people, experts well, were telling us. Well, this. I'm just saying like, so, so the people that are coming to me saying, Hey, you need to listen to the prophet. You need to do this. I I'm worried about your soul. Um, I said, okay, will you answer me honestly? Yes, I will. Do you wear your mask all week long? Because that's what the letter says. Do you do that? Uh, sometimes. So you're not, you're not strict obedience. Because I would say 95% of Utah, at least what I see, nobody's wearing them except when they go to church. <laughs> right. For two hours. So it's like this ornament of obedience. And even then, it's uh, those... As the meetings wear on, those masks come down around the nose. That's what I'm and saying. The chin. See, it sounds a lot, Eric sounds a lot like Abinadi talking to the priests of Noah when he says, what do you teach? And they say, well, we teach the law of Moses. Well, if you teach the law of Moses, do you keep the law of Moses? <laughs> right. Well, no, I'm just saying, well, I'm just saying that, I mean, these are, these are questions that you need to ask people that are basically saying that your soul is in jeopardy. Are they going around, you know, um, messaging people who have two earrings in their ear? Well, I've got I've got news for everybody. All of our souls are in jeopardy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's what the whole point is. Yeah, and I think there's a lot bigger uh, issues than than how or when we wear masks or whether we have two earrings or six earrings or tattoos, and those things, those most important things, are getting pushed back. I've talked with Jordan a lot about this. I think in March of last year, when this was all blowing up, it struck me immediately that 
the things that were taken away from us were the very important support systems that help us cope through hard times, churches, families, gatherings, even, even things like sports events and movies and anything where people are gathering. That's where the gospel, in my opinion, that's where the gospel happens in the real world. Mm-hmm. That's when you minister to other people. It's when you put your hand on their shoulder and say, how are you doing? Maybe you're at a high school basketball game. Maybe you're at church. Maybe you're Walk, you know, you bump into them at the mailbox or you whatever. Might be swearing at the refs at the BYU game. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done I've that. Never done that. But those are the things that were taken away from us, and we were told that the replacement for those were staying home, avoiding each other. I mean, for a short time here in the great state of Utah, it was illegal for us to have this gathering. It was illegal to meet with people that weren't in your own household. The, the very essence of Christianity was taken away from us and replaced with this weird, I think, social experiment. You've used the term science experiment. I think that was preceded by a social experiment where we were deliberately separated from each other, which made it really hard to minister, if we dare use that word. Yeah. Well, and, and, and if you think about, I always try to think, okay, this is what God's doing the devil is doing the opposite. And so, so in other words, the devil divides and God gathers. That's, that's a universal principle. The devil wants everybody divided and then isolated. And that's how he gets every individual soul is through isolation. Which is why the savior goes after the one. That's what I'm saying. Right. And so it's, so we have to just see his tactics in all of this. Like he's tactically trying to mimic, you know, I mean, he knows that there's going to be a thousand years of peace. He knows that he knows he's about done. And in that thousand years of peace, it's going to be a united order where everybody is voluntarily sharing. There's not a currency. We're helping one another. There's no poor among us. Well, the devil's trying to mimic that order, that united order with a new world order. That's why he's doing this. Through violence. But, yeah, absolutely. And through fear and manipulation and coercion and force. Um, because none will be lost. It's the same plan that he had. It's now right here. And so now the question is, what are we going to do? Because now we still have the same choice that we had there. Now it's in action. And so it's freaking a lot of people out because they think all I got to do. So all I got to do is just get a shot and I'll be saved. <laughs> so, so what's your response? Cause we're, we're I guess we're, we're on to the, the church topic, the Christian topic. What's your response to the people who are saying, well, you know, follow the example of the hierarchy or follow the words of the hierarchy or, or of your betters or of these experts. You know, there's a, there's a lot of that, a lot of that out there. And we've discussed it a lot. One of the, well, I won't get into what we've, we've said, but what's your, do you have a, a response that you come back with or do you just kind of? Yeah, my, well, your... no, my response is if that's what God's telling you to do and you believe that, then you do it. If that's really what you believe, because I, that's not my business. You go and do what you believe. And sometimes God gives us different, you know, so I haven't heard a lot of people saying I prayed about it. And I know I'm supposed to get it. I just hear people saying, well, if it's good enough for the prophet, it's good enough for me. Okay. But cool. That's, I, I, in other words, I don't think that's the test. I don't think the test is whether or not we do it. I think the true, true test, which is really difficult, is do we love those that we disagree with? Because right. a wheat and the tares, everybody thinks that the wheat and the tares is just b- based on behaviors. And I don't think so. I think the wheat and the tares... The fruit, the fruit of the wheat is love. We, Wise we, words. We've seen in our own families, extended families, friend groups, wards, community groups, you probably see it more but with your social media presence. The world is being torn to pieces right now. Mm-hmm. People, families. Socially. So like, like, right. like these interactions. Yeah, we're dying. I mean, yeah. fa- I've seen families, good families that two years ago, were as tight knit as you could imagine are now being torn apart, shredded. Oh yeah. Like wolves to a lone sheep. And over these issues, over whether it's the, the, the science experiment, whether it's pride, whether it's BLM, whether it's masks, 
you name it, all of these things that are being used to divide us are, are dividing us. I think the church itself, whether you want to speak to the larger church, like Christianity in general, or even our specific, you know, LDS church is being torn to pieces oh, yeah. over this. And I guess the question is, or the, is what's next? How do we, how do we fix that? Or do we, is there any coming back from this chasm that's been opened up? Yeah, I think so. And it's going to be through God's voice, which we know what that's going to be like. And it's, and his voice is different than any other voice. And his voice is going to come with earthquakes and his voice is going to come with famines and his voice is going to come with pestilence. It's, that's where we're headed because he will have a humble people that will happen. Um, and if we don't get there by choice, then we will be compelled to be humble. That's what's coming. Those aren't, um, smooth. I'm just nodding my head here. Honey, honey, sweet truths that people want to hear. I'm with you. I think we both agree with you. Eric's not here to tickle our ears. (laughs) That's what Dad Benson used to say. No, I'm just saying like, I mean, we, we read the proclamation to the family. What does it say at the very end? It will bring up the calamities foretold in scripture. We warn. And what, this is a destruction of the family. Where, where is the proclamation on the family lately? Physically? It's online. <laughs> that's it, a, that's an interesting question. Well, it's well, under we, it's under assault by even members of the church and prominent people yeah. within the church too, yeah. especially at universities. Well, Eric's got a busy schedule tonight, and we're going to have to let him go here pretty soon. But uh, as we wrap up, do you have any specific advice for people out there? Things to do. I mean, I'm assuming you're a fairly preparedness minded person. We, we don't have to get into physical preps or, but anything you think that would be interesting for people relative to, uh, um, I don't know, preparing for what's, what's coming ahead. You know, I, I haven't talked to my, my grandmother in a long time. And as I was driving up here, I just had the thought to call her, you know, cause we kind of had a family riff and it was over this whole thing. Of course. And I just called her. I said, look, yeah, yeah. Cause it's, um, it's my, my Greek grandma. Oh, you've got Greek ancestry. Yeah. So I said, I said, yeah, yeah, I just want to, I don't want to talk about anything in the past. I just want to tell you that I love you. Is she full Greek? She is. And, and it was, it was awesome because it was, there was a little healing in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a stubborn culture. Yeah. I mean, it, but, but my point is, I think that we need to reconcile as much as we possibly can with people. And it's making me think of all the people I need to call right now. <laughs> you know, my advice is usually for me. <laughs> no, so, no, that's, that's, no, that's really good. That's, uh, that's super important to take to heart. Well, I think it's re- important to remember who really matters. You know, it's, it's one thing to win points anonymously on social media kind of feel like you're dunking on buffler for the win dunking on (laughs) dunking on idiots out there right but it's you to get no satisfaction from dunking on your grandma right or your aunt or whoever like those are the people that we need in our lives and i'm not saying you were dunking on your grandma i'm just saying that i've seen that i've seen neighbors and friends and even in my own family where people are coming after grandma literally grandma and and it's don't let's not let our families get ripped apart by this you know it's that in the end our families are all we've right. got well that is the order of heaven right the family is the order of heaven the gospel the church is there to support the family right because that's the highest patriarchal order so the the problem we have is that right now we have a society where a lot of those people that we want to love want to foist upon us mandates and and restrictions and rules that take away agency and -hmm. are leading clearly to the destruction of our society. And so uh, we've encouraged people on the podcast as they go about this to speak up and do it diplomatically Mm -hmm. as gracefully as possible and then take whatever other action you know, they feel they should in, in connection with their connection with heaven. But, uh, but it's a tough situation because that's the problem. If we, if we could just respectfully agree to disagree and then not enforce onerous mandates upon each other, it would be a different story. But yeah. we're to the point where one side 
wants to make you do stuff that is really not good. Yeah, you're right. I wanted to read this really quick. It's from uh, Ezra Tap Benson. He said, it was the struggle over free agency that divided us before we came here. It may well be the, the struggle over the same principle, which will deceive and divide us again. Prophetic. Right. That's happening right before <laughs> happening our eyes. Right I mean, in, in very, uns, uh, you know. And so that's why the foundation terms. of the universe, in a proper orderly universe, is agency. That's the foundation. And if we're not fighting for that foundation, nothing matters. Freedom and liberty are, is everything. And if you don't have that, you don't have heaven. God's dominion flows unto him without compulsory means, is what it says in the yeah. Doctrine and Covenants section 121. And so my whole thing is, is, is if we're not fighting for freedom and liberty now, why would we fight for it in heaven? Right. There's going to be a war on every planet that's ever made. There's going to be a war between good and evil. It's the same war that will be eternal. And God is a warrior. He's, he's, a, he's a God of peace and love, but he's also a God of war. That's correct, in my opinion. <laughs> has a trowel in one hand and a musket in the other. Well, <laughs> and so, so that's the whole thing. Like, we, we have to stand up for liberty, and I think that is the, there's a, there's a testimony to it. And, and I just, I want to share my small testimony to it, is that when you do try to stand up, it's very, very painful. And it's, it's um, but I think that's what builds character, and that's what, that's what Heavenly Father wants of us. Amen. Well, Indeed. you know, we're going to have to let you go here. I do want to ask one question of both of you guys, because today is the 10th and of September, and uh, we're coming upon the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. It's 9-11-2021. I think we're all on a similar page here relative to the conspiracy, to the Gadiantans, that they've uh, enacted all kinds of evil on us through false flag and, and conspiracy and, and coordinated attacks on our liberty. Do you have any predictions for tomorrow? Is anybody... I don't know. I just pray for peace tomorrow. Pray for peace. Do you have any predictions, Bobby? I hope not. I mean, I hope nothing bad happens. But, you know, Lin Lindsey Graham was on TV the other day saying that another 9-11 is inevitable. And it's just like, why are you saying that? And if you know that, if you have that intel, why are you broadcasting it and why aren't you doing something to prevent it? So I, I hope nothing happens, um, but I wouldn't put it past these people. And of course, by the time this is out on the internet, maybe something had already happened, hopefully not. So, right. but, but I don't, I, at this point, I don't put anything past the people running up, the governments of the world. It seems like it's been out of left field, like the coronavirus thing comes out of left field and, uh, you know, then, then the narrative changes and it's always like, you weren't expecting this. And then you weren't expecting this there, this, uh, maybe this is when we get our cyber attack that we've speculated <laughs> about. Right. Uh, it could, it could be, I I'm wondering if there's an economic collapse that's about to happen. You've had six major banks warn of, uh, impending problems with the economy recently. And usually they don't come around until the very end of the cycle. Right. You had the you got the Taliban now running around in Afghanistan, and that seemed to all come out of left field at a at a strange time of the year, just out of nowhere. Anyway, I don't know, but uh, you know, pay attention. Think things are different now. The world's different. Really appreciate you coming on, Eric, and getting your perspective. And I'm glad we talked more about spiritual matters than anything else because. You, I think you're absolutely right. That's that's what we're lacking. We're lacking not just the connection that we've talked about, but the the will to do what we know is right. Mm -hmm. The will to do what we know is right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. And also, just one more plug. I've seen non-essential. I think it's excellent. So if you guys... Is it an essential watch? It's an essential <laughs> a must, watch. A must yeah. watch. Um, uh, Eric did a good job with it. And and it's not just a film. It's a It's a documentation a of opus well it's a documentation <laughs> of him putting his money where his mouth is and, and right. defying these stay-at-home orders from last year and 
and fighting against this oppressive, petty, you know, authoritarianism that's right here in our backyards, literally in our backyards. So if you have an opportunity to see it, go go watch that. It's a great little film. Now, is it available online? Yeah, it's on my webpage. And I think if I read your webpage right, it's you're not charging for it. Oh, that's free. And I think if I read your webpage right, you even said, call me up. I'll come talk to you about it. Yeah. Like you're, well, you're, you're I passionate saw it, about this. I saw it in literally in someone's backyard with some neighbor, a neighborhood group. There was a great Q and a afterward. Uh, it was a really good, Yeah, I'm experience. just doing it as a teacher. I'm just trying to teach people. That's it. And, uh, today's the first time we've met, but Eric's an intense guy and he's serious <laughs> and he's fun. Okay. I think if you, I, I'm just throwing it out there, guys, if you want to connect with, uh, the good person and a, and, and a good group of people. I think that uh, this movement that you're involved in, I wouldn't say you're founding it, but that you're caught up in, these are good people and these are good connections to make. And so, you know, I admire I that. I think that's, that's great. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to say? No, that's it. All right. Well, thanks, Eric. We really appreciate taking time out of your busy schedule. We know you've traveled today. We know you've got engagements tonight. So we will we will let you go. And again, thanks for being on our show. We right. re- really appreciate it. Thank Th- you, guys. Those of you that are new to the podcast, you can find our uh, all of our material all of our material at mindvirus.show on the web. We try to put up all the sources that we reference there on the web page with the podcast itself. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, involved with us and as regular commenters. So- don't worry, the voice will be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> take care.